Hello, everyone, and welcome to another wonderful video in the teleministry educational section of Agape Love, Love is Here's global teaching ministry on video. We've been working through some wonderful foundational scriptures to Pastor Deborah. That's me. And how I learned how to help you the Lord's way. And I want to welcome you here today to the Garden of Eden on your planet. Yeah. Oh, yes, there are more gardens of Eden. It just means the place of the pleasure and delight of the God of the kingdom of heaven. The great I am. And he's in every solar system, every galaxy. There is a planet with living creatures on it. Earth is one of them. So welcome. Yes, I can be in all those places, on all those planets, in all those solar systems at one time. How? Well, that's up to him. He's the great I am. He can do that with a snap of his finger. I trust him. In fact, I just had to tell a precious young man on social media today on LinkedIn that I thanked him for his offer of his services to help grow and get more views of the YouTube channel and subscribers. And I said, sweetie, I'm not concerned with that. When I videotape, I am talking to billions and billions of people all over the galaxies. The views and subscriptions are in the world of the realm of the kingdom of darkness. That does not concern me. I'm not in charge of that. The great I am, the great father who is here to help us. He's in charge. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, like right now. Do you know how many billions and billions of living creatures, spiritual beings are watching this? Too many to even count. Maybe the trillions. And every far galaxy, every deep space through the wormholes and the black holes. That's right. So welcome to part number four of this teleministry educational series that we've been working through Isaiah 61, verse number nine. And we're going to continue in that today. But first, let's welcome everybody and let's open with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as your son, as we see in this motion video from Pixabay, shines over so much. We thank you that you are now reaching out through words of spirit and truth to other galaxies, other planets, solar systems. Mm hmm. This is your work and nobody else's. Only you can do this. While I sit in my living room in the natural, I'm spiritually in many places at one time through your power. We thank you for your teachings of your word to help us all find you, believe in you, and become a part of your family. Yeah, like Pastor Deborah is. So welcome and we give you thanks, Father. These are your words of spirit, of truth, that set us free from slavery to sin. 
mm-hmm. to ignorance and captivity in our spirit, our soul, and one day in our physical body. Father, thank you that you gave us our teacher, the Holy Spirit, to teach us spiritually your words of spirit and life that you have spoken through the Bible, the Holy Bible, the book that you had written down by many people to talk to us, to help us understand you and ourselves and this world here on our planets and the world of the realm of the spirit. Thank you for your son who went to the cross, sacrificed himself as a lamb for us, that through his death and his resurrection from death, hell, and the grave, we could be resurrected unto you, a new living creature, never created before, a child of the light, the truth. So thank you, Father, for all that you're doing to help us to understand. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, we're going to pick up as in verse number nine of Isaiah 61. Isaiah was an Old Testament prophet. He took trips with the Lord. He had visions. He was given wonderful insights, and he wrote them down. Mm -hmm. And now we can study from him. So you be a writer also. If you hear a vision, have a vision, hear words of the Lord, write your story down. Maybe your experiences that you go through. Mm -hmm. Write. I did that. Some people journal. And you can turn your journals into stories. I have stories all over the website that I'm going to be making videos of true stories that happened to me, with me, and through me to help people the Lord's way. If you remember, I had been a licensed clinical mental health counselor, both at the state level of Florida and at the national level. I was trying to help people who had issues, problems, whatever they were. And you had to be licensed because you had to learn about diagnosing and treating biological and medical diseases, according to the insurance companies. Yeah, I was had to learn a lot of medical things because I was under psychiatrist. Medical quality assurance. I was to diagnose a medical problem and treat it. So they looked at your soul with feelings and emotions as a medical problem. They're looking at even now, if a woman wants to have an abortion, kill an innocent child that's forming and developing in her womb. It's a medical problem. They might see the child as a tumor, something that's an inconvenience, something that needs to be cut out, dissolved, Mm -hmm. maybe a cancer. Mm -hmm. So it's a medical problem, not an issue of life. So welcome to verse number nine. I'm going to read it for you in the amplified version by putting the word spiritual in front of it. And then we're going to continue where I was working in other scriptures because we were talking about a wonderful topic. First, you had to learn 
from Isaiah 61, you were in a mess. You needed some help. You had issues. Yeah. And in this part, number nine, it tells us after we get cleaned up, healed, set free, some things are supposed to happen in us for other people. So let's hear verse 9 again in the amplified form. Verse 9, Isaiah 61, the Old Testament of the King James Bible. And their seed, their spiritual seed, shall spiritually be known among the spiritual Gentiles. And their spiritual offspring, their seed, their words, maybe spiritual children, will be spiritually known among the spiritual people, semicolon. And that whoever spiritually sees them shall spiritually acknowledge them, this spiritual seed and their offspring, that they spiritually are the spiritual seeds, the offspring themselves, of the everlasting spiritual covenant, the people of God, of the Bible, which the Lord spiritually has blessed. Now, that's the spiritual version. If you read it from the eyes of the world, you're just talking about biological children. That's all. Mm-hmm. But God had to teach me to understand him and his words by adding the word spiritual in front of words. Because I had to know that his words were for the spirit. And they are spiritual words for the spirit. So what this was happening was we were starting to see that as you get cleaned up, And like the first eight verses of Isaiah 61, something's going to happen to you. You're going to have spiritual seed, words, deeds, actions that others can see. Maybe you're going to birth spiritually new children into the kingdom of heaven. And those spiritual Gentiles, those that don't believe in this God mm -hmm, of the Holy Bible, They're going to come to know some things about you, your seeds, Mm -hmm. that you're spiritually blessed. That's right. So some things are supposed to happen to you so you can be spiritually known out in the darkness. That you are the spiritual people and you're blessed of this Lord. That's right. So we were working, well, okay, what all does that mean? What's supposed to happen? What are these spiritual seeds? What are your spiritual offspring? What does this spiritual blessing mean? And we were working through some scriptures to help us. So let's continue on with this. We're going to go to one called Isaiah 56, verses 1 through 2. From the authorized King James Bible. Verse number one. 
Thus says the Lord, keep you judgment. That means do my work. Remember and do justice. What? I'm to judge people? Yes, spiritually. We're told that by that young man, Christ Jesus. He judges people, but not with his earthly eyes. He looks at their spirit to see the condition of their spirit. And what's the justice that's to be applied? If they're held in darkness and captivity, they need to be set free. If they are a freed spirit, but they have sort of a prodigal, gone away from the Lord, we need to go get them, pray for them. And then if there's some evil, wicked, spiritual things out there, we're to judge them as he does. For my spiritual salvation, the Lord says, is near to you and it is come. And my spiritual righteousness to be spiritually revealed. So we were learning, Isaiah said, something's coming. It's going to judge you, do justice for you. What was it? His spiritual salvation and righteousness. So your spiritual seed, your words, your actions, your deeds, your thoughts should be reflecting this very same thing to other people that have not yet heard or believed in this spiritual Lord. See, that sun up there sort of represents him. And you know that by ancient studies of Israel, ancient Egypt, Greeks, they believed there was a God of the sun. Yeah, one of them was called the Aten, the sun God. That's right, because the sun was so powerful. People could see with their natural eyes. Life depended on the sun. It came up faithfully. It shone its rays. And it was a symbol of something to be worshipped. So we're learning that our spiritual seeds are going to help other people to learn about this salvation that's come near to them. And his righteousness to be spiritually revealed. Verse 2. Spiritually blessed is the spirit, the forever person that does this, that looks at you and say, oh, you are a precious one. You're in darkness. Maybe you are in slavery, captivity, living in the fear of death. Maybe you're in trances in your spirit. And your soul is a mess. That's judging. Doing justice to you as father. Help them to be set free. To receive your spiritual salvation and light. Apply the victory of the cross to them. Help them through dreams and visions to find you. That's applying the justice of the cross. So spiritually blessed will you be and your fruit. If you do these things and when you, the forever person and your soul that believes, obeys and holds on to that and keeps and obeys and observes the Sabbath, the day of rest 
from polluting it. I had a precious young lady from Pakistan wanted me to do a teaching. I haven't written it yet about what I teach on the Sabbath. The Sabbath means the day of rest. A lot of people think what it looks like in the natural, but it's spiritual. It means like what I told that young man on LinkedIn. I don't worry. I don't try to do things to get views or subscribers to the YouTube. I teach. I leave that up to him. This is his work. He's responsible for it. I don't have to get stressed out. I do not have to comment on every comment, social media. That's not my business. The results are his business. So I have learned that in resting, the work is done. All I have to do is teach and be about his work, not my work. I've been there, done that, thought things I was doing, sending out letters to prisoners in solitary confinement, women in prison ministries. And yet, There was no help financially to pay for ink or paper or postage. I was stressed out. Now, I was anointed to help people, but not in that way. So I would have to become a beggar. Lie, cheat, and steal to get money. Sell things. All to do the work of the God. And it took my father hearing from God to tell me that what I was doing was not of God. It was of the soul, the flesh, and Satan was behind it, and I needed to stop. The problem is my soul was addicted to it, and it did not want to stop printing. It wanted to have contact with prisoners in the natural. It wanted to have a prison ministry like other people did, but that was not what I was called to do. Because when you get into what you're called to do, there is no stress in it. You don't worry about views on your YouTube channel. You don't worry about subscribers. That's all in the world. Like right now, there are probably trillions of living creatures Mm -hmm. from faraway galaxies watching. That's right. And when that's watched, because I work in a different realm. So I had to learn about spiritual seeds, my offspring, my words, Mm -hmm. and those that I brought into the kingdom, they would go out in their fields and they would bring in new people. How that worked is if I worked with a child, Mm -hmm. and this one story is called a super game boy. This five-year-old wanted help from this God he didn't know or believe in. And he wanted his mama out of, off of drugs, his brother out of jail. So I prayed and that was done. I asked him, did he want anything for himself? He said, no. And I said, how about if God proves himself to you by having your Game Boy work without batteries? He never heard of that. And I prayed. And it did. God was showing himself and his power to this little five-year-old. And this little five-year-old who was born into multi, 
Generational Satanism. Took it to school. Showed all his little friends. They all believed. So the spiritual seed, prayers, request, petitions. This little one. It became known that my God was a spiritual God. That they did not know. So spiritual seed is many things. Is it prayer? Yes. Is it the word of God? Yes. Is it spiritual actions and deeds? Yes. Is it petitions? Yes. Is it people who end up believing in God? And they go out as your spiritual seed and tell others. Yes. So those are some of my personal stories that helped me to understand what these scriptures were telling me. So verse 2 says, blessed is that forever person that does this. And he believes in, he obeys and observes the spiritual sabbath of the Lord. I didn't have to do anything but ask God to show himself up. His work is done. His victory was completed on the cross. I just had to believe in it and offer it to others. That was what the Sabbath means. I rest. I don't have to get stressed out about earthly things. We're told in the Bible by that young man, Christ Jesus, in this earthly world, you will have tribulations. Death, wars, rumors of wars, sickness and disease. And death will take you. Lack of money, too much money. Mm -hmm. Because through the soul and the physical body, the adversary of this God, Satan, is working. Perverting everything. Concepts, ideas, words, thoughts. What is truth? And what is right? So the Sabbath is resting. From fighting in that earthly world. Trying to understand it. I have to learn to look at the world. But look beyond it. To the realm of the spirit. And see that God has already won. I don't have to get worked up. I don't have to uh, try to do anything. I learned to turn my life over. And be at rest. And do what I'm called to do. And yet we're also told here. To keep our hand. From doing any evil. What does that mean? What's my hand? Deeds of my spirit. Mm -hmm. And if my spirit learns it. It will teach it to my soul. My soul. Who was a horrible icky thing. We see that in the world. It will be transformed and it will have the very mind of Christ. That's right. Now people will come to know the God of the Christ through the word that you speak, the actions you do, the life that you live. Mm -hmm. People will come to know him. So now let's get back to Isaiah 58. 14. We were working through this one to help us understand 
Isaiah 61, verse 9. Let's look. Verse 14. Then after you, O forever person, after you spiritually delight yourself, you have these spiritual seeds and you have offspring. You have prayers, petition. You are resting in him. You are in his sabbath. He does the work. And you keep your hand from doing evil. He says, and you delight yourself spiritually in him, in his word, seeking to know him better and better, understanding his thoughts and ways, concepts, learning about the kingdom of heaven. And you as a king and you as a God on earth. Now you study that one. He said, when you get to that place and you spiritually delight yourself in him, he says to you, I, the Lord, will spiritually cause you to ride, to be carried by, have authority and dominion, rulership upon the spiritual high places of kingship. Of rulership, the head on the earth and over the earth of your spirit, of your soul, and your physical body, and the planet that you're on itself. A lot of rulership you have to study. What are you to rule as a king? Well, first, your spirit. It gets ruled by the word of God. Your spirit submits to that God and his laws. Then it teaches that to your soul. And your soul needs a lot of help. And your soul releases that information, truth and knowledge to the physical body. Because we have to control the physical body. It likes to look through its eyes and it lusts and it desires. It loves pleasure and not pain. Mm-hmm. And it The soul has pride. Oh, my gosh. And that has to give way to humility. So he is saying you will be carried. You'll be ruled by rulership and kingship and dominion spiritually from the kingdom of heaven. If you delight yourself in him and you don't worship a flag, a political party, a person. A theory. You don't bow down to anybody, anything. You go to him. Ask him, what do I do? Mm-hmm. You live your life quietly. You don't hurt anybody. You don't comment and do all this social activism. You just raise your children in the knowledge of the Lord. And this Lord goes on and say, when you delight yourself in me. Mm -hmm. And you are becoming a mighty one with spiritual seed. I will spiritually feed you and nourish you. With the spiritual heritage of Jacob and your father. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. it. What was the spiritual heritage of Jacob? Jacob became Israel. He was born again. Israel means prince, 
The word Jacob was slanderer, liar, thief. So you go from evil, wicked things to a prince of the kingdom of heaven. That was spiritual. That was the heritage spiritually that Jacob received. Mm -hmm. He was blessed. He got land. Mm -hmm. He became Israel, a prince. He didn't understand it because his soul couldn't. But it's a spiritual understanding. Now let's look at one more scripture. Deuteronomy 32, 13. It's going to help us understand Jacob a little better. Verse 13. The Lord, he made him, Jacob, who became Israel, a born-again spirit. He made him to ride, be carried by, have authority and dominion on the spiritual high places, kingship, rulership of the earth over one's own soul and flesh, over one's own dirt body and the planet earth itself, whatever planet you are on. First, everything starts in here, spirit, soul, physical body, then out. And once you're doing that, your seeds are going forth. Your offspring are coming out in actions, words, deeds, artwork, poems, movie, music, books, television shows, comments. Why did God do this for Jacob and you? So that he, the forever person, might spiritually eat and be nourished by the spiritual increase of the fields of riches and glory of the kingdom of heaven. In the fields of salvation and righteousness, of peace and mercy and compassion, of forgiveness and truth, agape love, joy and peace. Wow. All of that we need to feed on. Mm -hmm. When you're blessed, those will become the seeds, the spiritual seeds. You will pass on to others. Mm -hmm. And he, the Lord says, that made Jacob to become Israel after struggling with Jacob all night. And Jacob said, I won't let you go until you bless me. Can you do that with God spiritually? I won't stop praying until you make me born again. Make me new. Make me Israel, a prince. I did that. When I wanted to be clean. I was already a believer. But I was sort of a dead little baby spirit. And I had to be energized, sort of. The Holy Spirit in me had to come in full power to help me. I wanted to be clean of everything that was not of God. Every thought, concept, idea, belief, tradition, culture. I wanted the word of God to open up to me. Can you do that with God? That you will not be satisfied like Jacob until you're blessed with that. Mm -hmm. Then when you're blessed, 
God will help you to drink and nurse from his agape love. Drink it. You'll be in a godly soul tie with him as a child. You will be bound to him and his kingdom and his heart's desires and his heart's ways and his mind and his prophetic words. You will stop doing things your way. You will rest in his Sabbath and let him do the work. You will be sort of married to, intimate with, one with, drinking of his pleasure and delight for you. Godly love will pour out to you out of wells of living water, out of rocks when there isn't any wells. And you're in the wilderness of death, war, abuse, torment, sickness, disease, depression, sadness. And there's nowhere to go. He will help your spirit to drink of his love. The Heavenly Father will be there, even in those times. The oil of the Holy Spirit will be there, shining brightly to your spirit, pouring out power to help you. It's riches of love and forgiveness and hope. He will even let that water come out of a hard rock. When there is nothing, no one. When you're all alone on your deathbed, he will come. He is there. And he is saying, that is how you have spiritual seed and are blessed. And the Gentiles will know of him through you. You begin to fast off of other things. Give up things that maybe you've learned. You fast off definitions, ideas, and concepts. Burdens, culture, traditions. And you can also fast off food that is not healthy for you. Fast off certain kinds of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Fasting is important. In order to help people the Lord's way, you have to have these understandings. And you have to live a fasted life. Doesn't mean from food only. Could mean from entertainment, watching certain shows. Mm -hmm. Could mean giving up certain traditions, ancient ancestors, other gods that you have been worshiping, ways of doing things Mm -hmm. to help people. So by learning this so far, we're learning we need to fast and pray to help people. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to end right here because we're going to get into a little bit more from these scriptures and we'll leave it right here because this is intense, deep stuff. So go back and watch it again. Review it. Look it up in the book if you have it. If you don't, the Bible is on YouTube, both in audio form, video form. There's some movies word for word of every book of the Bible. There's no, and if you don't have a book and you have no internet, God will help you if you seek him. He'll show you things from nature. 
your personal experiences and give you dreams and visions. He might visit you personally in your own place. You might wake up and there he is talking to you, helping you to learn. It will be his son. Some people get angels. Don't know. But you just be asking God to help you so that you can produce his spiritual seeds and that you can produce offsprings, that they, the spiritual Gentiles will come to know of him and that he has blessed you, that you will become a prince, Israel, of the kingdom of heaven. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this teaching today, this expansion spiritually of your words of spirit and life, of Isaiah 61, verse 9. Thank you for teaching us more about you and us, about how we are to fast and pray and judge and do justice spiritually. How we to understand your word of Sabbath or day of rest in the realm of the spirit. Thank you for showing us how other people can receive our seeds of spirit and life in their life. And how we can help others be born again into your kingdom, your family. Thank you, Father, for Isaiah writing this down, guiding us and leading us, even now. Father, we ask that anyone here who desires to be a child of you and be blessed to make it happen, you can hear them and see what their heart's desires, desires. For you're working with the Spirit. Help them, Father, to become children of the kingdom of heaven, children of the light, yours. Father, then give them all a Hebrews 4.12 and bring them up out of that cocoon, that darkness of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of the soul's life. Bring them up and out that you may feed and teach them without interference from the soul. Father, help them to walk this walk with you every day to see you that you are always there above the clouds above death above fear that your rays of love and mercy compassion joy and peace are there for the spirit it's always shining and you desire it to be in them so that their spirits can be nourished and fed by your words, your presence of agape love, your glory and majesty over hell, death, and the grave, and that your victory from the cross can be applied. Father, be about your work here in the Garden of Eden, wherever it is in all the galaxies. Reach these trillions and trillions of people with your love. For that is your heart's desires of Isaiah 61, verse 9. Be about your work, Father, and bring forth life from death.
children into the kingdom of heaven. In the name of Christ Jesus, your son, who went to the cross for us to make a way for us to find you, come back to you in honor and dignity, able to stand in your presence, for we are forgiven of all that we have done against you and the kingdom. Thank you for his sacrifice on a cross and his resurrection from death to give us hope for ourselves. Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing and help us to enter in to your rest, your victory, as you fight and help us. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, Okay, we'll see you in the next part of this wonderful teaching, this tele-ministry educational series of Isaiah 61. We'll continue in verse 9. Not quite finished with it yet. I'll see you next time. Love, Pastor Deborah.